You've reached Leave a Message After the Tone, a podcast about voicemails and the everyday moods they capture. This month, we asked listeners about their experiences with friendship breakups. For instance, after a particularly ugly fallout in middle school, I created a sim version of my former friend, killed her by taking the ladder out of the swimming pool, and then spent the rest of the school year feeling incredibly guilty and very nervous whenever she called in sick. Anyway, tell us your story after the beep. And whenever I see Katie Holmes, <laughs> I get this weird sort of tight feeling in my chest because I don't want to watch Dawson's Creek without her. If a boyfriend or a girlfriend breaks up with you, it stinks because, you know, they they have a problem with who you are. But then there's also that whole other piece of sort of intimacy, and that can sometimes be the reason. But when a friend breaks up with you, it's really different. They're telling you that they don't like who you are as a person anymore. And that sucks. And I felt so lonely because the one person that I wanted to talk to about the friendship breakup wasn't there to talk to me about it. In her British accent, she said, you know, Rose, I just feel like you're a really bad friend and I just don't want to be friends with you anymore. I've gone through a lot of friendship breakups through the years, which probably says something about me. My friendship was a new one. We lived together, actually. I was in a new city, so I didn't know many people. And it was just us two, me and her. A guy and a girl, two single people, and it worked. The story that really comes to mind is uh, with one of my best friends, for my last couple years of high school. I somehow made it seem like I preferred my other best friend. She was so mad at me that she didn't talk to me for a whole day. And then during calculus class, she presented me with a friendship contract. One night though, uh, not too long ago, I maybe had a drink too many and I stormed into her room and professed my love for her. Her response led to the deterioration of our friendship. The contract reads, I, best friend, hereby pardon the horrendous, unforgivable, unspeakable, hurtful, hateful crimes committed by Kayla. One morning, I walked in the bathroom and there was a used tampon on the bristles of my toothbrush, right on the bristles. She never made me sign any other contracts, but I feel like that was like the the moment where I started to realize that maybe it wasn't the best friendship. After that, the friendship slowly deteriorated and couldn't brush my teeth for a day. I still have her phone number memorized. Called her all the time. Not like I'll ever forget that number. We were like best friends we used to like catch them all in Pokemon and like build igloos and shit when we were young bulls and then like eighth grade came and we both became like really aware of things and I realized that like I was the black friend and I just wanted her to like be understanding that like I can't just be out here doing white people shit with you all the time <laughs> like I don't go tanning I don't know how to ski and we just like it's really like the race issue just like tore us apart Me and my friend broke up right before the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, which I went to alone and cried through the entire thing. I actually don't know if it's from the breakup or the Red Hot Chili Peppers just moved me that way because they do move me. 
I was really, really wonderful friends with this girl. We were on the same softball team and her father was our softball coach. And sometime in, I believe, eighth grade, her father was diagnosed with cancer. I was probably one of her closest friends. And you know, I just remember I was on my back porch and she called me and she was just bawling. And she said, I don't know what to do. My dad has two weeks to live. And I just, I had no idea what to say. After that, I barely spoke with her. You know, it was a combination of her family kind of pulling in and me not having no idea how to reach out. And I wanted to, and I brought flowers by their house, and I wanted to call her and leave messages and send notes, but I felt like it was such an intrusion. For so long, I was just racked by guilt. I've thought about it so many times since. Was there something that I could have done to remedy our relationship or be there for her? But yeah, we just grew apart completely. I know that she's living in DC again. Um, she recently connected with me on LinkedIn. Um, gotta go to work. Bye. Thanks for listening to Leave a Message After the Tone, and a very big thanks to everyone who called in. This podcast was co-created by Zoe Stahl and me, Melanie Crivellis. Our website was made by Isaac Meckler, and this month's music is from New Casino. You can check out their stuff on SoundCloud. It's really great. For more information about us and our next episode, check out leaveamessageafterthetone.com.